Hello and welcome to The Daily Reprieve, where we provide essay speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. We would also like to inform you of an upcoming Sexaholics Anonymous Internet Marathon. Around the World in 24 Hours will take place starting at noon Universal Time on November 29th and will end promptly at noon Universal Time on November the 30th. It's free to register online at www.sim.sexaholicsanonymous.eu. Thank you very much, and without further ado, welcome to The Daily Reprieve. All right, SA family, thank you all for being here today. Today we have Nicholas in the UK. He's going to take us through a workshop called Let's Take Step Two Again. And with that, Nicholas, thank you for your service ahead of time. And if we could start with a prayer, um, I'll, let, I'll give it away to you. Right. Uh, would you please join me in the serenity prayer to start the meeting? God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. I will not mind be done. Well, thank you very much, Dennis, for uh, giving me this opportunity to share my experience, strength, and hope, and stay sober for one more day. Uh, I'm Nicholas. I'm a last addict. Um, uh, my sobriety date is the 12th of April, 1995. Um, I'm sober today from last and have been for 22 years, and for that, I am never sufficiently grateful. Um, I've been asked um, to, to, do, uh, to do something on step two today, um, and I'm going to try as an experiment to run this as a kind of a workshop. Um, and this is going to require some uh, participation from other people on the call. So uh, at some point, I'm going to be asking you to unmute and, and, and come on in and, 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 and participate. If you have got an AA Big Book, please um, get it out and open at page 9, because that's where we're going to begin the reading. Uh, we're, we're going to be studying and working. We're actually going to work step 2. Uh, so step 2 came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Uh, I'm going to finish the workshop by asking you a question. And this is the question. It actually comes from page 47 of the big book. Do you now believe, or are you even willing to believe, that there's a power greater than yourself? Now, I know that many of you will be immediately saying yes to that question, but we're going to be spending a bit of time reflecting on this step before and making sure we're really clear what we mean by that. What do we mean by this power greater than ourselves? So let's, let's take a look at how Bill W. took the second step. Um, we're going to be reading from the AA Big Book, Bill's Story, page 9, and uh, the, the, uh, the, the scene, as I'm sure you know, is that he's 
had a call from his friend, his old schoolmate, Evie Thatcher, who's asked if he can come over and see him. And Bill's sitting in his um, kitchen with a bottle of gin. He's been hospitalized four times, and he's relapsed four times. He knows he's absolutely hopeless, but he thinks that with his friend, his friend will come over and have a drink with him, and they'll be able to sort of uh, recover the memories, the happy memories of their drinking days together. But surprise, surprise, Ebby is sober. And we're going to take, start off at the point where the door opens. So Bill sitting in the kitchen with a bottle of gin in front of him, and the door opens, and Ebby comes in. So this is page nine, Bill's story, first paragraph. The door opened, and he stood there, fresh-skinned and glowing. There was something about his eyes. He was inexplicably different. What had happened? I pushed a drink across the table. This is Bill, Bill speaking. He refused it. Disappointed but curious, I wondered what had got into the fellow. He wasn't himself. Come, what's all this about, I queried. He looked straight at me. Simply but smilingly, he said, I've got religion. I was aghast. So that was it. Last summer, an alcoholic crackpot. Now I suspected a little cracked about religion. He had that starry-eyed look. Yes, the old boy was on fire all right, but bless his heart, let him rant. Besides, my gin would last longer than his preaching. But he did no ranting. In a matter-of-fact way, he told how two men had appeared in court, persuading the judge to suspend his commitment. They had told of a simple religious idea and a practical program of action. That was two months ago, and the result was self-evident. It worked. He had come to pass his experience along to me, if I cared to have it. I was shocked, but interested. Certainly I was interested. I had to be, for I was hopeless. Now, one of the beautiful things about this is, it's really clear that Bill W. has got step one. He has realized. So now I also wanted to point out something rather interesting here. What's happened is that um, Ebby was in court. Um, he'd been shooting at some pigeons with a, with a, with a shotgun and, uh, while, while drunk, and he'd been arrested and he'd been had up in court, and he was on his way to a, basically to a, to a, 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 a lunatic asylum, a, a place for inebriates. And... Um, and then these two people turned up in the court and they said to the judge, we have a simple religious idea and a practical program of action. Now, the simple religious idea is, I can't, God can, I think I'll let God. And the practical program of action we now know is numbered 4 to 12. But could you imagine somebody doing that today, going into a, going into a law court and saying to the judge, I think we can, uh, we can help this person with a program with about, that's about God. I don't think it would fly very well, but fortunately back then, in the 1930s, you know, there were still enough religious people around 
to give, you know, to, to, to just just to give them a bit of slack and to give them let them let them try it out. And of course, it was as a result of that judge, that judge's decision, that AA was born. You know, so I often you know I often pray for that judge and thank you know thank God that he had the the, the grace to allow this experiment to take place. So here's Ebby. He's come to talk to Bill, and he's told Bill that he's basically got religion. He's had some kind of a spiritual experience, and uh, he, wants to, he wants to kind of pass it on. He wants to tell Bill about the simple religious idea and the practical program of action. He's come to tell Bill about recovery. Now, we're going to read some more of this chapter, uh, but before, before we do that, I just want to draw your attention that in this chapter, Bill mentions certain specific terms. And um, I'm going to read those terms out. God, a power greater than me, the spirit of the universe, a God personal to me who was love, superhuman strength and direction, creative intelligence, universal mind, spirit of nature, czar of the heavens, my newfound friend, and father of light. I just want to draw your attention to these expressions because some of these you may feel comfortable with and others you may feel uncomfortable with. This is a, a, a period of sort of self-examination now just to sort of notice how you respond to those different phrases as they come up in the text. So I'm going to... Um, I'm going to continue reading now from the, sec from the third paragraph on page 10. Ebby has started talking about God, obviously. And this is bringing up some feelings in Bill. Um, and so he, 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 he tells us you know, what his sort of beliefs are at this point. He said, I had always believed in a power greater than myself. I had often pondered these things. I was not an atheist. Few people really are, for this means blind faith in the strange proposition that this universe originated in a cipher and aimlessly rushes nowhere. My intellectual heroes, the chemists, the astronomers, even the evolutionists, suggested vast laws and forces at work. Despite contraindications, I had little doubt that a mighty purpose and rhythm underlay all. How could there be so much of precise, immutable law and no intelligence? I simply had to believe in a spirit of the universe who knew neither time nor limitation. But that was as far as I had gone. So here is mentioned a power greater than me and a spirit of the universe. In the next paragraph, with ministers and the world's religion, I parted, I parted right there. When they talked of a god personal to me, who was superhuman love, who was, who was love, superhuman strength and direction, I became irritated and my mind snapped shut against such a theory. To Christ I conceded a certainty of a great man, not too closely followed by those who claimed him, his moral teaching most excellent. For myself I had adopted those parts which seemed convenient and not too difficult, the rest I had disregarded. I'm going to just jump over the next paragraph. 
But my friend sat before me, and he made the point-blank declaration that God had done for him what he could not do for himself. His human will had failed. Doctors had pronounced him incurable. Society was about to lock him up. Like myself, he had admitted complete defeat. Then he had, in effect, been raised from the dead, suddenly taken from the scrap heap to a level of life better than the best he had ever known. And now I'd like to just invite another member to unmute and continue reading, please. No, I can do that. Thank you. Had this power originated in him? Obviously, it had not. There had been no more power in him than there was in me at that minute, and this was none at all. That floored me. It began to look as though religious people were right after all. Here was something at work in a human heart which had done the impossible. My ideas about miracles were drastically revised right then. Never mind the musty past. Here sat a miracle directly across the kitchen table. He shouted great tidings. I saw that my friend was much more than inwardly reorganized. He was on a different footing. His roots grasped a new soil. Despite the living example of my friend, there remained to me, in me the vestiges of my old prejudice. The word God still aroused a certain antipathy. When the thought was expressed that there might be a God personal to me, this feeling was intensified. I didn't like the idea. I could go for such conceptions as creative intelligence, universal mind, or spirit of nature, but I resisted the thought of a czar of the heavens, however loving his sway might be. I have since talked with scores of men who felt the same way. Thank you. Okay, so here we have some more of these terms. Creative intelligence, universal mind, spirit of nature, and czar of the heavens. How do these terms sound to you today? They feel comfortable or uncomfortable for you? Where are you on the God spectrum? My friend suggested what then seemed a novel idea. He said, why don't you choose your own conception of God? That statement hit me hard. It melted the icy intellectual mountain in whose shadow I had lived and shivered many years. I stood in the sunlight at last. It was only a matter of being willing to believe in a power greater than myself. Nothing more was required to make my beginning. I saw that growth could start from that point. Upon a foundation of complete willingness, I might build what I saw in my friend. Would I have it? Of course I would. Would somebody like to carry on reading, please? I can continue. This is Jonathan in Colorado Springs. Thanks, Jonathan. Thus was, thank you. Thus was I convinced that God is concerned with us humans when we want him enough. At long last I saw, I felt, I believed. Scales of pride and prejudice fell from my eyes. A new world came into view. The real significance of my experience in the cathedral burst upon me. For a brief moment, I had needed and wanted God. There had been a humble willingness to have him with me, and he came. But soon the sense of his presence had been blotted out by worldly clamors, mostly those within myself, and so it had been ever since. How blind I had been. At the hospital, I was separated from alcohol for the last time. 
treatment seemed wise, for I showed signs of delirium tremens. There, I humbly offered myself to God, as I then understood him, to do with me as he would. I placed myself unreservedly under his care and direction. I admitted for the first time that of myself I was nothing, that without him I was lost. I ruthlessly faced my sins and became willing to have my newfound friend take them away root and branch. I have not had a drink since. Thank you, Jonathan. My schoolmate. You're welcome. Okay. So in this short passage, we see Bill W. taking his second step. He comes to believe that a power grace himself can restore him to sanity. It's a very beautiful story. I really love reading this. It's one of my favorite parts of the big book. As I say, he mentions these different terms. So, as part of our self-examination of our, where we are with step two at the moment, just consider once again how comfortable or uncomfortable you feel with these words. God, a power greater than me, a spirit of the universe, a God personal to me who is love, superhuman strength and direction, creative intelligence, universal mind, spirit of nature, czar of the heavens, my newfound friend, and actually just from over the, 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 the on the following page, uh, first paragraph, um, third sentence, father of light, is another phrase that he uses. Uh, where he says um, belief in the power of God plus enough willingness, honesty and humility to establish and maintain the new order of things were the essential requirements simple but easy, but not easy the price had to be paid it meant destruction of self-centeredness I must turn all things to the turn in all things to the Father of Light who presides over us all okay now, just as the next stage in, in this sort of self journey of self-reflection and awareness, I'm going, to, I'm going to make six statements about um, a relationship with God or a non-relationship with God. And I'm going to ask you to try and identify where, which, which one of these six statements is closest to your position. So here are the six statements. And I will read them twice so you get a chance to listen to them through. Um, it's really to, to establish where you are on the God spectrum today. Okay? So here's the first one. I am certain that God does not exist. I am certain that God does not exist. That's A. B. I suspect that God does not exist. I suspect that God does not, does not exist. Statement B. Statement C. God may or may not exist. There is no way of telling. God may or may not exist. There is no way of telling. D. I suspect that God exists, but I have no evidence for this. I suspect that God exists, but I have no evidence for this. E, I believe that God exists. He may or may not be friendly. 
I believe that God exists, he may or may not be friendly. And statement F, I believe in a God personal to me who is love, superhuman strength and direction. I believe in a God personal to me who is love, superhuman strength and direction. Okay, so you will need to unmute for this part of the um, workshop uh, and you can do that by pressing star six. And I'm going, to, I'm going to read out each of these statements in turn. When I come to the one that you identify with, I want you to say yes, nice and loud so we can hear. Okay. All right. So here we go. Remember, you say yes when I come to the statement that you agree with. You think that most represents where you are today on the God spectrum. Okay. A. I am certain that God does not exist. No takers for that one. B. I suspect that God does not exist. No takers for that one. C. God may or may not exist. There is no way of telling. Yes. Okay, thank you. Now you're the C's, okay? I'll come back to you in a minute. D. I suspect that God exists, but have no evidence for this. E. I believe that God exists. He may or may not be friendly. Okay. You're an E. I'll come back to you in a minute. Yes. Okay, I think, I think, okay, I think I have three E's. Okay, F. F. I believe in a God personal to me who is love, superhuman strength, and direction. Yes. 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 Okay, great. Thank you very much indeed. Could I just ask you just all to mute again now, star six. Um, and so it appears that we've got a, at least a couple of C's and a couple of E's, and that uh, everyone else on the call is an F. Okay? So at least two people believe that God may or may not exist. There's no way of telling. And uh, the E's, I believe that God exists, but he may or may not be friendly. Okay, now we have the ability to, um, to uh, believe in a God as, uh, of, our own, um, of our own understanding. And so this is not about indicating that anyone is right or wrong. But in order, in a sense, to, um, to, to pass through this step successfully, we have to be open-minded. So I'm going to ask those of you who voted C and E, those of you who said yes to C and E, to just unmute.
for a minute. And here's a question I want to ask you. Okay. And it's a yes or no question. Okay. So let me hear you say either yes or no. Do you think it's possible, do you think it's possible that the Fs could be right? Do you think it's possible that there is a God personal to you who would love superhuman strength and direction? Yes. 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 Okay. Now, that is all that's necessary for step two. It's just an openness to that things may be better than we thought. And it's not a sort of belligerent intransigence, you know, uh, I believe God doesn't exist and that's the end of it. Um, there's an openness to, um, to, to learning more. Okay, so I've asked you to mute again, star six. Thank you. Um, and I'm going to ask us just to reflect for a few minutes now, individually, uh, we'll just take a sort of a minute in silence, just to reflect on this question. What is God as you understand God today? Who is God for you? How do you understand that term? When I say God, what does that mean to you today? So don't worry about the God of my understanding or the God of your wife's understanding or, or, or of your upbringings, your upbringing or anything. What is God for you today? I'm going to ask you to reflect on that for a minute. But before that, I just want to mention what the steps tell us about God. So, the second step suggests that this power, well, God is a power, that God is greater than us, and that he can restore us to sanity. So that's a big power, I guess you'd agree. Step five tells us that this power, God can hear our inventory because we're sharing it with God and with another human being and therefore God can hear that inventory. Step six suggests that God can remove our defects of character. Now I don't know about you but I think that's a big power. I have over 200 defects of character Anyone that can remove them is powerful beyond all measure in my book. So I, I find this a very, <laughs> this is an expanding, this expands my sort of picture of God. Again, in step seven, uh, this suggests that, you know, if I ask him to do something, he will do it. So he can hear me and he can make it happen. Step 11 suggests 
that I can have conscious contact with him. So that's two-way. So uh, not only can I have this two-way communication, uh, I can communicate to him and he can communicate to me, but that he has a will for me and I can know what that is and that he can give me the power to carry that out. So these are just some of the things that the steps tell me, infer, about this higher power. So for instance, if my higher power was the, uh, you know, my, uh, my coffee table, uh, I don't think it would be a very successful higher power because I don't think it can do those things. So at least the steps are bringing my, my thinking up to the kind of level that we need to be, we need to be talking about. And then there's the second tradition. The only time that an adjective is used in a description of God, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. So we have these clues scattered in among the steps and the traditions. They give us some idea of where, what perhaps we, 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 we might be considering. So I'm now going to ask you just to take a minute to just reflect, perhaps if you have a pencil and paper to hand, just jot down a few thoughts about God as you understand God today. Please continue writing, if you wish. And we're now going to resume reading from chapter 4, We Agnostics. And beginning on page 44. Would anyone like to volunteer to read? I can do that. All right. We Agnostics, page 44. In the preceding chapters, you have learned something of alcoholism. We hope we have made clear the distinction between the alcoholic and the non-alcoholic. If when you honestly want to, you find you cannot quit entirely, or if when drinking, you have little control over the amount you take, you are probably alcoholic. If this be the case, you may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. Thank you. Let's now jump to the first paragraph on page 45, beginning with lack of power. Who would like to read, please? I can read that. Thank you. Uh, lack of power, that was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live, and it had to be a power greater than ourselves, obviously. But where... And how were we to find this power? Well, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. That means we have written a book which we believe to be spiritual as well as moral. And it means, of course, that we are going to talk about God. Here, difficulty arises with agnostics. 
Many times we talk to a new man and watch his hope rise as we discuss his alcoholic problems and explain our fellowship. But his face falls when we speak of spiritual matters, especially when we mention God. For we have reopened a subject which our man thought he had neatly evaded or entirely ignored. Thank you. Let's jump to uh, page 46, first paragraph. I can read that. Yes. Thank you. Please carry on. I'm just... Um, first full paragraph, yes? Yes. Beginning with yes. Okay. Yes. We of agnostic temperament have had these thoughts and experiences. Let us make haste to reassure you. We found that as soon as we were able to lay aside prejudice and express even a willingness to believe in a power greater than ourselves, we commenced to get results. Even though it was impossible for any of us to fully define or comprehend that power, which is God. Uh, please carry on with the next paragraph. Oh, okay. okay. Much to our relief, we discovered we did not need to consider another's conception of God. Our own conception however inadequate, was sufficient to make the approach and to effect a contact with him. As soon as we admitted the possible existence of a creative intelligence, a spirit of the universe underlying the totality of things, we began to be possessed of a new sense of power and direction, provided we took other simple steps. We found that God does not make too hard terms with those who seek him. To us, the realm of spirit is broad, roomy, all-inclusive, never exclusive or forbidding to those who earnestly seek. It is open, we believe, to all men. Thank you. Um, there, are, there are promises associated with each of the steps and and there we just heard uh, three of the promises of step two um, in fact uh, th uh, four um, we found that as soon as we were able to lay aside prejudice and express even a willingness to believe in a power greater in ourselves we commenced to get results um, we found that God does not make too hard terms with those who seek him the realm of spirit is broad, roomy, all-inclusive, never exclusive or forbidding to those who earnestly seek. It is open, we believe, to all men. Uh, there are over 60 promises altogether in the big book um, and many associated with um, steps other than step nine. Um, and it's just, it's good to to, to notice them as we as 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 we as we meet them, and to ask ourselves, you know, to what extent has this has this come true in my own life now? All right. Uh, could I have a volunteer to, to read the next paragraph, please? When therefore, page forty-seven. I can do that. Thank you. When therefore we speak to you of God we mean your own conception of God, 
This applies to, to other spiritual expressions which you find in this book. Do not let any prejudice you may have against spiritual terms deter you from honestly asking yourself what they mean to you. At the start, this was all we needed to commence spiritual growth, to affect our first conscious relation with God as we understood him. Afterward, we found ourselves accepting many things which then seemed entirely out of reach. That was growth, but if we wished to grow, we had to begin somewhere. So we used our own conception, however limited it was. We needed to ask ourselves but one short question. Do I now believe, or am I even willing to believe, that there is a power greater than myself? As soon as a man can say that he does believe, or is willing to believe, we emphatically assure him that he is on his way. It has been repeatedly proven among us that upon this simple cornerstone, a wonderfully effective spiritual structure can be built. Thank you. And there's the question that I mentioned at the beginning that I'm going to ask you each to respond to. Do you now believe or are you even willing to believe there's a power greater than yourself? Uh, Before we go on to that, uh, we have just 15 minutes left. So I'd just like to invite anybody who feels comfortable with sharing what they've written about God as they understand God today, uh, or their, you know the, the, their, their thoughts about it. Um, we're going to make uh, you know five or ten minutes available now, just for people to share uh, their thoughts about a power greater themselves, and um, and you know and and how this the second step is um, is for them right now. So I'm just open the open the floor for sharing now. Please give us start by telling us your name. Um, if you wish your sobriety date and take it from that. This is Arthur. This is Arthur in Alaska and uh, I've written omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. Thank you. Go ahead, Arjun. Thank you. This is Arjun, Pennsylvania, sober since June 16th of last year. I just wrote down that I uh, have somewhat experienced the uh, nature of God as um, described in the steps. It's a power that, um, the only power that's able to take away my lust when I'm in the midst of lusting and um, does restore me to sanity progressively, does um, help remove my defects. I think I don't really understand the nature of God. I can't, I can't tell you who he, who he is or um, can't really describe him. I can just describe what he does for me in my life. You know, I hope to get to the point where I know more about who he is, but I don't really uh, – I'm not there. So, But I do believe in this power because there is – at the end of the day, there is a power that takes that can take away my lust and that does when I when I ask for the help. So. Thank you. Hi, Harvey in Toronto. Go ahead, Harvey. Uh, for me, uh, my God is um, is my Father, my Father in Heaven, who loves me unconditionally, who I finally can find a being that I can trust uh, in my life, uh, trust. Uh, constantly 24 7 he's always there he's always in my corner 
He's my cheering section. He's my support. Uh, he's my coach. Um, and he only wants the best for me. Pass. Thank you. I, I, this is Dennis in Alaska. Um, I wrote down that he is loving and caring, that he desires to be with me, and most importantly, he's all-powerful, has really given me a way to live free one day at a time from my disease if I am connected to him, if I stay close to him and performance work well. So I'll pass. Thank you, Dennis. Jared in Australia? Um, Please go ahead. My conception of high power is my high power helps me break down resistance to um, solutions um, for scenarios that are happening in my life. Um, you know, employment difficulties or um, relationships. Um, pass. Thank you. This is uh, Amjad, miraculously uh, sober since February 16, 2015. Uh, for me, my higher power, I guess it's an interesting relationship because uh, there are days when I have doubt. But my, I guess my understanding of him is that regardless of whether I'm in doubt or not, he's still there. And he provides me with a uh, loving purpose uh, to fulfill my life. And so instead of roaming the earth without, without direction or without purpose, I feel like he is, he's my compass. And, uh, and uh, he takes care of all of my affairs while I'm not doing his purpose. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you. This is Jonathan in Colorado Springs. Hi, Jonathan. Thank you. Spirit of the universe, love, light, power, evolution, guidance, respecting self-will. Pass. Thank you. Hi, this is Crystal, Sexaholic in California. Hi. Hi. Uh, so ever since May 3rd this year, uh, what came to mind for me is God holds my life in his hands. He doesn't force himself on me. He's very smart and smarter than me and caring. Pass. Thank you. Hello. Yeah, I see you early. Um, so ever since April 24th, 2015. Uh, what I wrote for me is he loves me and looks out for me for my best, even though that I don't always understand him. I can trust him and that he listens to me regardless if he does what I ask him for. I will pass. Thank you. This okay, is Mike this, uh, in Alaska. Okay, let's take Mike from Alaska. Uh, hi, this is Mike. Um, sober uh, three weeks. I have down all powerful, all knowing, loving. Has a purpose for me, but I don't know what it is, and he might not tell me. Pass. Thank you. Uh, this is Daniel from Alaska. I wrote down um, he's helpful, kind, loving, and strong. 
Thank you. Hello, this is someone from Pakistan, and this is my first time. I don't know what to say here, so just hi. Thank you for being with us. Good morning, Jim in Florida. Just uh, want to say, our Heavenly Father, He's loving and powerful, and um, wants the best for me, and He's the one who keeps me sober. I pass. Thank you. Cindy in New Jersey, confess, and I didn't write it, but I thought in my head that sometimes he's critical. He's definitely all-powerful and can take out wrath at his will. Pass. Thank you. Uh, this is this is Rob from Ohio. Um, hi. Hi. Um, uh, my sprite is January 12th. I put... Sorry, where is it at? Oh, today my understanding is that he loves me and he will bless me if I put him first. Thank you. Yeah, hi, this is Doug, sexaholic, uh, sober since April 1st of 2015. In addition to all the things that people have already said, I also wrote down that God is a very, very good listener. He does hear what I say. I mean, I agree with everything that I say, but he does hear me. And I will pass. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. One last one last one before we move on. Hey, this is Hillary in Massachusetts. Go ahead, please. Um, so I didn't write mine down either, but um I was gonna say that my God is like a really strong father and he can take it when I'm really angry um, and he's not going to like get into it with me but he's also not like codependently just like enabling me either um, so just like him being there is like really convicting because he's not going to just get into it with me and start yelling at me, and he knows himself, like, too well also to believe what I'm saying about him, to try and get him to be upset or, like, love me less. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Um, now, I, I have a, a second step prayer here now, which I'd like to read to you. It's just taken from page 59 of the big book, and it says, Without help, it is too much for me. But there is one who has all power. That one is God. May I find God now. May we find God now. Half measures avail me nothing. I stand at the turning point. I ask God's protection and care with complete abandon. Okay, so we're now going to to take step two formally. I'm going to ask you the question, and I want you each to answer yes or no. Uh, so if you would care to unmute yourselves now by pressing star six, uh, this is a, it's a yes or no, it's a yes or no question. Uh, 
And I want you to answer either yes or no, nice and loud, so we can hear. Do you now believe, or are you even willing to believe, that there is a power greater than yourself? Yes. 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 Everyone who's answered yes has now taken step two. So I just want to give you a little round of applause for that. And maybe we can now just close this session by saying the third step prayer presenter. I like to do this moving down. Uh, so I'm going, to, I'm going to do that now. And I leave it up to you to decide how you would like to say this uh, prayer. But thank you for being with me. Thank you for your time. Thank you for helping me to stay sober. Thanks, Nicholas. Third step prayer. God, I offer myself to thee. Build with me and to do and to do my work. Leave me of the bondage of time that I may better do my work. Take away my victory over them. Make a witness to those Amen. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. All right, Nicholas, thank right, you so Nicholas, much. Thanks. Everybody could uh, press start. Echoing in the back. Nicholas, thank you so much for being our guest today. Um, we very, very much appreciate it and got a whole lot out of this. So blessings and thank you. And I'll open it up for anybody that would like to thank Nicholas as well. Thank you so much, Nicholas. That was wonderful, and thank you, Dennis, for your excellent moderation. Thank you, Nicholas. That was very powerful. Um, very gracious. Thank you for taking the time to prepare that and uh, share your reflection with us.